Okay, so um, I just want to show you this thing I just saw on Twitter, which is a photo of some Chinese food with this text written over it. I mean, yeah. That just says the only main character is God. Yeah. You're just a bisexual person living in a major city. That's really not that special. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Oof. Ouch. My bones. Yeah. I think I'm special. I know you're special. Thank you. You're special, too. Very special. You're very special. And you know who else is special? Little man. Little man. I'm looking at Ari. Oh, wow. The chubby is sitting right by. Oh, she blinked me. Oh, she blinked. I'm looking at Ari's cats. My cats are... Oh, oh. we're recording? Yes. All right, we'll the book down. Um, Kitties. One of my cats is sleeping at the top of the cat tree. It's really nice because we haven't... Our, our cats... Phil, Phil's an old little arthritic man now. Um, we're giving him treats for it that are helping a lot, but he still doesn't feel like climbing up to the tippy top of the cat tower. Tarazi and Tomas got their way up there no problem, though, because they were a year old versus Phil and Damien being nine years old. So, you know. The Toby is behind me. And little man All is right. staring I think at me. Let's skip opening bit right now and I'll put it in later. Unless you want to do the opening bit. I don't know what the opening bit should be, so I guess we... Yeah, all right, we'll just cut this part and we'll do an opening bit later. Um, um, ten years... No! 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 I mean, do you want me to read it? No! I can pull it up. Hold on, I've got it. I've no! got it. No! I'm pulling no, it No, we are not doing that! There's not... That's... That's the... No, that's a bridge too far. That's a okay. bit grotesque for this podcast. All right, so let's just jump right in the episode. Everybody get no. up. <laughs> it's time to slam out. We gotta, you know. So... No. Um, How shocked would people be if they turned it on and there was only like 30 seconds of opening bit? No, we can't. We, they think something would have happened to us. I mean, I guess I could talk about the Gen 5 pony stuff, but... Right. I, please do. Please do. This is what people come here for. <laughs> okay. But let's save it because I want to get some plot and episode stuff done, but that can be part of no, the no, opening bit. No, no, no. I mean, like, do the pony stuff now and we'll do the plot later. Let's We're do recording the plot in now. parts. I know, but you know. We're gonna well, but here's, here's the problem. The washing machine is on now. So our opening bit is going to be inextricably linked to the okay. washing machine. <laughs> That's fair. Can you hear it? Here, pause it and play it back. Can you actually hear it? Yeah. Hold on. Wait, Tomas, come back. Everybody, Tomas has an announcement. She does. Tomas has so an announcement. Tomas, say something. Well, she was talking before. She just made a little beep. Now I pet her. She is powerless to stop me because she is a little kitty cat. Oh, sorry, Jube. Um, okay, so. Um, okay, so. This oh week's episode. What did, we, what did we want to call this one? One man. This one lane. Thing. One ball. Wait, no, I'm not sure if that's exactly it, so hold on. I'm pretty sure that was it. Because I was going to okay. say. I was going to say, well, this week's episode. That I'm sorry. I didn't know if that would be a bridge too far. I'm not even going to cut it. I'm just going to bleep it. <laughs> All right, go for it. And everyone can be left to wonder forever what the fuck I'm Anytime we bleep something, it's because it's either like a, a details of something that we shouldn't probably be divulging um, or it's something that I don't feel like being canceled by 15 year olds over. Like how in my, in, in this room. One man. Yes, it is. It's one, one lane. Man. One, one lane. One, one ball. ball. And you might be asking, why that? Well, in 2016, hold on, almost almost five years ago exactly, Oof. 
Uh, I don't love that. Unless this is unless this was November, I'm not entirely sure how the date. Yeah, this is no the the month is in the middle. November eighth, two thousand sixteen. Oh boy! Someone sent me an ask that reads, "The Fangang goes bowling. Please and thank you. You're a star." And so I wrote an extremely good post. It's so good. I mean, we still quote parts of it to this day. Going bowling. <laughs> it's been and, happening for and, three days at this point. And honestly, I think you're just and, fringe. And I don't think the Fangang, of course, if you're not aware, is reference to the main six from From Dusk Till Dawn. Okay, you say main six, and I just I my brain just thinks of My Little Pony. So I really am just sitting here like, yes. Applejack, <laughs> Richard Gecko, Applejack, Seth Gecko, <laughs> Pinkie Pie, Kate Fuller Gecko. <laughs> Rarity, Kisa, <laughs> Scott Fuller, Scott Fuller, the lesbian one. Do you mean the horse or yeah. the? Okay, Rainbow Dash. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know you. I'm like, is there another Freddie? That's true. Freddie Gonzalez, and give me a horse. Uh, I think we've done all of them. Except Fluttershy. Fluttershy. Okay. All right, there you go. Now sorry, are those the horses just... that correspond to their personalities? No, no. because Richard and Ty- Twilight Sparkle are, are the same person. Obviously, yet. kin. I have three different versions of Twilight Sparkle sitting on my shelf, full of custom ponies right now, which I just realized because I'm staring at hey, it. Hey, remember? Like, and because I've asked you this several times, but I haven't asked it to you recently on microphone. Do you remember when they made Nate a brony and Twilight Sparkle was his favorite? Yeah. Even though the pony he was looking at was clearly just a rarity because it was just a unicorn well it depends on the unicorn because i'm like now i legitimately don't remember which was, one he was looking at he was looking at a white unicorn oh well was it actually like a pony toy or was it like no remember the unicorn in season oh four? you mean the oh yeah i mean technically yes it would have been closer to rarity just because of the white oh actually this is this is a minor thing that's kind of bothering me because i was looking does at it bother, so they, and does it bother us that zari tomas and twilight sparkle are extremely similar characters the first zari tomas is somewhere between Applejack and uh, Twilight. Second, second Zari is a hundred percent like rarity. rarity. Where's Amaya? Amaya and Applejack are the same person. Um, not why Amaya and Twilight? I thought no, because I just Amaya has a connection to the Earth. She's uh, very yeah. honest. I mean, she's honest. She's good with her friends. I don't know about Applejack's proclivities for older men, but it's not out of the question. <laughs> well, okay, so older I'm gonna... man horse just glue. I mean, yes. But, um, we did it, everybody. Uh, We've done it. Stop the recording. Sorry. We're done. All right, we're, we're done. done. We're done. But um, I do want to say one of the minor things, because you were talking about, like, does that correspond to, you know, and I sort of reminded me, so there's, like, the ending of the, I believe the, I don't think it's the IDW ones, but at the ending of the Gen, the Gen 4 My Little Pony comic series, there's a cover for the 100th issue that has, like, the Gen 1 ponies meeting their Gen 4 counterparts, because in case you don't know this, Hasbro lost the trademarks on most of the original Gen 1 ponies by the time that Gen 4 rolled around. So everyone except Applejack is sort of an, um, is an ex-buy of Gen 1 ponies. Mine, Rainbow Dash was in Gen 3, um, but she's technically... No, different one. It's, um... No, not that one either. Okay, I'll keep looking. Anniversary 100th, try 100th final issue of My Little Pony comic. I'll know what I'm talking about when I see it. So, like, Pinkie Pie was based on Surprise, Fluttershy was based on Posey, Twilight was based on, uh, Twilight, but she's called Twilight Sparkle in Gen 4. I don't think this is it, because there are no... No, that is not it, I'm afraid. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm basically describing the cover for you guys. Pinky is surprised. Applejack is Applejack. But they have rarity as in comparison to glory, which is a unicorn from Gen 1. And in terms of coloring, that's not out of the question. They have very similar coloring. However, the original inspiration for her was somewhere probably between Glory and Sparkler, who is a unicorn with a cutie mark that's very similar to Rarity's um, and is like just powder blue. And 
sort of lavender powder blue and lavender. You know your cat is passive aggressively sitting behind me and flicking his tail at my leg. So you'll pet him, of course. Um, he loves to. He does. So he loves to pull the no talk me. I angie except pet me because I also angie kind of shit. Um, there were a couple others. Like it's a little more complicated than a one to one thing um, with tr- trademark stuff. Because again, Rainbow Dash's personality is based off. Lauren Faust also went on the record and said she based off uh, most of the characters' personalities after the personality she gave her My Little Ponies as a kid. Um, I don't know if that's just apocryphal or not, but it doesn't matter. Um, so what I'm saying is, is it's not glory, or if at least if it is glory, it's not entirely glory. Some credit should also be given to Sparkler for having a very similar design to Rarity that at least was some part of the inspiration for Rarity's uh, final design. None of this has anything to do anyway, with anything. As, as you've suspected, this is, of course, because Nate Haywood is a fucking idiot who's yes. only an entry level. I mean, I will say Nate Haywood does truly fit the every brony at this point. Is either some, some flavor of transgender or, unfortunately, a white supremacist. There's really no not, in between. And is Nate Haywood not some kind of flavor of transgender? I mean, that's the thing. is There is sort of a reason why that sort of ended up shaking out the way it did. Mm-hmm. And that is because the Gen 4 cartoon... Got its start on CO, the 4chan board, like C, uh, CO for cartoons. And so you ended up with a large portion of the online fan base being people who were channers. And that sort of spiraled out into other terminally online types. So you ended up with a certain flavor of bronies who were... And also, in case you guys didn't know this, speaking of 4chan, and I think this is important because we're talking about how uh, the online mimetic presence of Gen 4, My Little Pony, and that is a very specific sort of narrowing down, but it's important because that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about every single Gen 4 My Little Pony fan. I actually started watching it in Gen 4, and I just branched back out into Gen 1 because the toys were more fun to custom and collect. In any case, um, the people who got started because of that online phenomenon were because of the 4chan cartoon board, but... 4chan is also known for its LGBT board being largely made up of trans people to the point where the shorthand, the uh, community shorthand for it is just TTT, it's four T's. I'm not going to be able to count that off correctly and I'll forget one or stop, not know when to stop. But um, with that said, there's a lot of eggs that were just sitting there uncracked on 4chan for a while and so the brony stuff kind of brought a lot of this that. This is also the not forefront. us saying if you're trans, you will find support on. Um, this is no. Endorsement. This is not an endorsement. Don't don't. Not you, an endorsement. It's just. It was. I mean, here's the thing. It's had a lot of faces. It's changed over the years. It's never been it, good. It's never, never ever been, been good. good. And this is coming from somebody who sort of grew up during its peak. I knew people who were channers. I didn't. I never. I, and I'm not saying this like to cover. I just didn't. That shit always made me uncomfortable even as a kid because I've always been a goody two shoes weenie. But, um, and I'm cool with that, but, uh, this is not like an endorsement of 4chan. This is an understanding of why, as it turns out, a lot of bronies are either trans girls or white supremacists. And of course, then you have the Venn diagram that was made in 2014. That weirdly that prophetic says, Venn diagram? That says bronies, um, hold on, let me find it. To few when, to few no gif, as All I always right. want to hear it in my head. Um, reactionary... Upcoming reactionary movement. Venn diagram Tumblr. Oh boy. How do you think? And I mean, again, this person. That was that one person person who literally just predicted Idris Elba as Knuckles. Should have been Idris Elba as Knuckles. Well, we're getting to it now, aren't we? So I guess this whole thing has just been an opening. Surprise, because all we've talked about is horses. I mean, yeah, we might as well. Yes, it says white nationalists is one circle, bronies is another, people who reference memes IRL Uh is the third circle. 
And in the center of these three circles is a coming reactionary movement. But also the the middle ones are also really good. Dark Enlightenment, yes. 4chan and 9gag. What, what Will unite creating 13 shag. And of course, white nationalism people who reference memes IRL as twiff when no GF. Yes, twiff when no GF. All right, so none of this is relevant. I feel like we probably should have actually watched Space Jam 2 to talk about this, but I'll say this. I watched the first Space Jam, uh, I want to say five years ago-ish, because I remember there was a scene in it that I watched as a little kid that actually kind of scared the shit out of me because it was that scene where Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck are breaking into Michael Jordan's house to get his like athletic gear or something, and the dogs show up and like try to eat them. And because my brain was not, I was not old enough to differentiate between the idea that like Bugs Bunny. Oh, this is the part where you saw it when you were younger, not the part you saw five years ago. No, no. Five years ago. (laughs) No, but it just scared the shit out of me because I was literally like, oh my God, are Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck going to get eaten like a real animal and then they'll die in real life? Because I was like, well, it's not a cartoon world anymore, so they're going to die, right? And I'm just like. Well, can I make, can I say a major spoiler for Space Jam 2? I, I. if you're if you give a shit about spoilers for Space Jam 2, why are you listening to this podcast? All right, well, Who are you? According to Justin McElroy, Bugs Bunny does die, but then shows up again at the end of the movie, and LeBron is like, "You died," and Bugs is like, "No, I didn't." And that's well. Here's the thing: what's opera doc? Like Bugs does die at the end of that because of what they're di- like. Yeah, of course he does because he's supposed to be Brunhilde, but um. Yeah, Bugs Bunny dying is not... It's not out of the question, but it's also very weird that they would just... Likewise, Mick Rory dies at the end of this bowling... No, he He doesn't. tries really hard. But, like, okay, so basically, yeah, that scene scared the shit out of me as a little kid. And I was like, oh, is it... Like, that was all I remembered, and I actually thought it was from Looney Tunes back in action, but it was not. It was from Space Jam. Um, but that scene scared the shit out of me because I didn't understand the layers of reality going on on account of me being, like, five years old. And so I was like, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck are gonna die for real. Oh, shit. And, um, that didn't happen. The point of all of this is, oh, you look so pretty! All right. Okay, so here's the point of Bugs Bunny dying. Okay. At the end of the first Space Jam movie, out of nowhere, despite having not been a major character for the preceding 45 minutes or so, Bill Murray shows up. Yeah, he's not in this one. He's not in this one, which is a shame. Because I think they, I think, I think he, you know, I'm kind of like, you should have offered him whatever amount of money he wanted to come back. Not even for anything important. I just think it, did the chubby sit down in your chair? Yes, I She's such a bitch. I can't stand this cat. So this cat, it's so, okay, Bill Murray first and then my goddamn cat. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah, I think they should have offered a lot of money for Bill Murray to come back. Not for anything important because he wasn't in the first movie for anything important either. But for Bill Murray to do like his Bill Murray cameo shtick on James, LeBron James. I almost just said his name like a fucking anime character. James LeBron. I mean mean, the, 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 the Japanese or Korean way where you... Yeah, that's, I said, like, like I mean, okay, saying it, but, like, like a Japanese, like, a, all right, you know what, fuck it, you know what I mean. Um, yes. anyway, so my goddamn cat is a... a wait, 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 <laughs> wait, you're saying Bugs Bunny, you, you... No, I'm sorry, I forgot about, I forgot about Bugs Bunny, I got distracted by Bill Murray, what a sentence. Anyway, so Bugs Bunny dying at the end and then showing up just to be like, hello, what's up, fuck? He doesn't say fuck. Bugs Bunny does not say the F word. I don't want to hear that from people who started chanting in the fucking car about Mickey Mouse sucking dick. I don't want to hear it from you. I was not chanting about Mickey Mouse sucking dick. You fucking look. I was merely chanting Mickey Mouse sucking dick. I was not yes, chanting are, like, in detail are, about what he was well, doing. Well, I literally didn't. That's and not, first I, of all, and second of all, no, Mia was I also said, chanting it. Fuck, and that's not like that's not the point. You also said the bad words. 
All right. None of this has anything to do with anything. Mickey Mouse Murray, sucking dick and I'm going to fucking... I'm literally going to just fuck... I'm going to hate you with this pillow. <laughs> All right. So, um, what the fuck are they talking about? Marcus could shut down for me saying that. <laughs> yeah. Because what a way to go, though. All right, so what, what's up, fuck? <laughs> now I'm going to start opening this goddamn podcast. Okay, so Bill Murray is, um, so Bugs Bunny doing that was maybe kind of the same energy. It, well, I mean, it definitely was the same energy. I don't know if it was a reference. As Bill Murray just showing up to make the winning shot. No, I do it's awfully stress. bold of you guys to do that with, like, the Bugs Bunny. I have not seen Space Jam 2. No, it I've matter. never actually seen Space Jam 1. I saw it when I was a little kid, and then I rewatched it, and the thing I got away from as I was describing the scene that scared the shit out of me as a kid is it's not a good movie. Like, it doesn't even hold up even... Dare you? It's just... It's not. I'm sorry. It's not one of those things where it's like, listen, as someone who watches a lot of cartoons, there's... There's, like, animation that is good for all ages, which means that I, as an adult, can jo- enjoy this thing, because it's, like, you know, it's got, you know, just good vibes. It's got a plot that everybody can appreciate. I mean, isn't the allure of Space Jam that it is bad? I mean, I guess, but it's not even, like, in- I wish it was even more interestingly just, bad. I'm so sorry. It's it's okay. It's okay. Um, I f- I'm literally going to d- fucking throw this water in your face. And here's the thing. I have no idea why I started saying Mickey Mouse sucking dick. Because we were chanting about... I'm not... I literally am not talking about the Persona boss fighter. We're never getting this fucking... All right. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. So last night we wanted so to... So no, I, we are never going to get to the podcast if we do this. Okay. So, um, that being said, I... Bill Murray. I'm trying to remember where the hell he was. Bugs Bunny dies. But, but yeah, it was weird to do that with the Bugs Bunny. But the thing I wanted to get to is I rewatched Space Jam and I wish it held up more than it actually does. It's very weird. And Michael Jordan does not seem to be having as much fun with it as I wanted him to be having. Um, I heard LeBron James is a little bit better about having fun with it. But yeah, it's just kind of... Uh, you want it to be better than it is. But that opening theme does still whip all kinds of ass. I'll give them that. That opening theme fucking rules. Um, and I do love the conspiracy theory that uh, Michael Jordan left basketball to do baseball, only to come back to basketball, all as promo for the Space Jam movie, because I think that's really funny. Um, I don't know if it's true or not, but it would be really funny. Um, that being said, my cat is an asshole, and I love her to death. She is my soft little fluffy baby, and I'm currently petting her brother right now because he just came down here to be petted. Do you know that I didn't even consciously realize that I was petting him? Like, I just looked down. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just petting the cat. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that, oh, okay. I, you know, you just get used to it. They come down and they sit and they know they need to be petted and you pet them. In any case, Damien is a little Taraji, chair thief. what are you fucking doing? Yes. So Damien is a little fucking chair thief. And Tarazi is also a criminal, but in Tarazi her own is a way. criminal. Tarazi is just kind of wacky. Tarazi yeah. is just kind of zooting around. She likes to be in your business. Like, that's the thing. Is he's sitting over here because he's interested in what you're doing, but he's not climbing all over your ribbons or getting yeah. in your burlap. Tarazi currently doing that. Yeah, Tarazi. Nope. What did you just say he wasn't doing? Okay, he nudged it a little bit, and then he walked away. That is not the same as Tarazi flopping the fuck down on your entire thing of burlap. He's going back to his little man abode, his humble little rest, rest, resticle, restibule, rest, vestibule. I don't reticle. I'm testicle. No. All right. So he mass testicle. I'm fuck you. Are you a, what? Is he not allowed to have No, he's not organs? allowed to have them. He is not allowed to have them. You are hurting Uncle Walt. You are Good. hurting his ghost. Good. I mean, fair enough, but still. On 9-11, they sent everybody a picture of Walt Disney, and they just said, he'll be watching. The whole Walt is watching. 
the whole world is watching. We looked up an article about what happened at Disney World on 9-11. This cat is so fucking confused. And now you are beautiful. Look, she looks like Marie from the Aristocats. That's true, but you have to be careful because she could could eat the fibers off of it. Yeah, they're just fibers. Yeah. Kids eat fiber all the time. Okay, but it's not good for her. All right, it doesn't matter. In any case. You want to tell me how to raise my ostriches? Yes. I've had I've had these guys for nine years and they're great. Tarazi, what are you doing? Well, just because in swa- swallowing and oh, incidentally, for listeners of this podcast, she's not swallowing the fibers. She do not swallow back. the fibers. She's she's totally fine because she can't really. They're on the back of her neck. But like, don't let your cats play with anything that has like strings that can be taken apart and swallowed because if they swallow those strings, they could cause intestinal damage. Please be careful. Um, or you're going to be spending, like, $4,000 to get, like, operation on your cat's intestines. So, don't do that. What are you reaching for, young lady? All right, crime. Crime. A criminal made of crime. All right, so. Uh, Space Jam 2. Chapstick? I, I love I love that review of it. That, oh, shit. Can you grab that? Um, some, can I have that nail polish? Have we found my dad? All right, so remember how I yeah. lost Could my dad the, and that he died? Thrilling update. I also now have a necklace that had a little bit of my dad in it, and I have now lost that You have that to say well. ashes, because otherwise it's just <laughs> like you are a, like a Catholic in the 14th century carrying around. It's under the Yeah, I have one of my table. dad's fucking Ow. knuckles. Well, you can have like his fingernail or something. Ew. Why well, fucking... Oh, well, there's your shoe, dear. Oh, and Golduck. Get my Golduck figure. Anyway, he's around here somewhere. Okay, yeah, he's he's around. <laughs> but, um, okay, so none of this is relevant, but Space Jam 2. This is relevant? <laughs> okay, fair enough. So Space... Why are we even fucking... Because, okay, let's go into the fucking right. episode. Why are you talking... It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going out. Oh, right. Phil can't report us to Disney because they said that the fucking Gus Gus was Baby Yoda inspired. And I'll report you. I'll report you to corporate immediately. And also, he was named Gus Gus, like the little mouse in Cinderella. So, like, I'm double onto you, fucks. I will tell. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm telling Uncle Walt. Walt Disney has a. We chip. didn't tell them enough about 9/11 on Disney World. Do we want to do that? Yes, I do actually. Okay. You're probably wondering what happened at 9/11 at Disney World. Well, 9/11 happened. I mean, yeah. In New York, as some of you might be aware. I mean, only some of you, unfortunately, because how fucking old are y'all, y'all? God. I was nine years old. Which meant I was... Seven. I I was literally... You were not seven yet. I was literally the day after 9-11. Yeah, I don't even remember that birthday. Yeah, Ari's birthday is September 12th, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. I mean, now it doesn't really matter, but yeah, that first year was a... Oh, boy. Nobody Nobody really did anything. Which is incredibly insensitive on their part because you were I mean, turning yeah. seven. I was turning seven. That's a very magical age. It was very rude. But anyway, so nine eleven happened. We have to figure out how to get you a persona palette. Like if you were, if we were in persona, we would have to. My figure, pals would be fucking Silent Hill. No, I was gonna say we. You need to somehow figure out how to make a cognitive palace that is the Pokemon world. Either by being severely mentally ill or kind of evil. By being okay. Well, if I could do it by being severely mentally ill, I would have one. And the problem is, is that most persona, the, the people aren't actually aware of their palaces. If I was, that would fucking rule. And then I would never leave. But, um. Yeah, my palace is actually sick as fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm just living here. That would honestly be kind of cool if that Walt was. Walt Disney case. World has actually been a palace this whole time. It's not out of the question. All right, so. But uh, li- listen to me. Listen to me. Do not start attacking the cast members. <laughs> they are not. They are, they are not, not shadows. Shadows. Okay, Do not, so. 
Unless they're the Kingdom Hearts shadows. That's the Heartless. I don't know. I, I, it's the Heartless. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't they're know completely what it, different. I don't know what it does. Well, then why are you saying this? I thirsty. I was also thirsty. I was just talking. So I needed... So I stole it. Also, sorry, it's empty. Mia, can you go refill it? Thank you. We're doing I'm some, sorry. We're doing really I'm, important work here. I'm not. I'm not like doing this. Like, like I love you, honey. I'll do something for you soon. I'm not. A, I'm sorry. I feel bad. And get me water. Stop hissing at Phil, you horrible bitch. <laughs> Don't call her a bitch. He's just like bemused by her. And I'm actually really glad that all the kitties are hanging out because it's like really nice because Phil and Damien Tomas are active. really actually you know what I don't even know why I say because Tomas really loves standing in front of Phil and going and then and doing and then just doing it and then he just sits and then he just sits, hello oh my god look at her Aussie he, on leaned, the he, he lifted his head a little so that you could pet him he's look so at Tarasi sitting on the laptops Tarasi it is Tarasi's laptop Tarasi's laptop Tarasi loves. Um, sitting places where she shouldn't Causing be. Causing a ruckus. So, like, in an end table, in an empty uh, dresser, excuse me. uh, oh, under shit. the TV. I'm listening. I love, did entertainment you, did you see unit. That, did you see this picture of Mia sent of the chubby trying to climb under the entertainment center? I did. It was great. Sorry, grabbing that. Um, okay, so, Space Jam, t- Space Jam 3, also known as this episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, we can't call it that, though. We will get it. We will get it. But it would down. be, that, well, like, yeah, that was the purpose. <laughs> we're doing one man, one lane, one ball. Yeah, okay. So which... one man, one lane, one ball. Bowling. The big Leblowski would also be really funny. Oh, shit. <sighs> I know, that's hard. Because right, here's the thing. One man, one lane, one ball is kind of self-referential. Do we want to maybe do something more generally accepted? The big Leblowski is pretty funny. Um, or the big Lebolski. I mean, that's kind of redundant. Yeah. The big Leblowski is pretty funny. Um, but we actually, like, here's the thing is we like this episode fine. We mostly kind of feel bad that, like, we don't really have anything either great good or, or, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. It um, just was not. I mean, I think, because here's the thing. We were sitting at, I have never been to a Red Robin until today. I got psychologically tortured into accompanying them back into a Red Robin, even though I was trying to eat healthy today. I'm sorry, God. None of those things are true. That is so true. We were sitting in the car and you literally started reading shit off the menu until I was like, oh my no, god, fine. No, no, Literally That's all I happened. said is appetizers, Tower of Onions. No, you kept reading the burgers too and chicken sandwiches and you were talking to me and then you said bottomless steak fries and then she Yeah, but you illegal. knew the bottomless when, steak when fries were already there. you're reminding me of it, it's not fair to remind me of it. Do you remind starving men that food exists in the world? That's rude. I mean, you should probably get them some. What are you... So if you can hear that, that's Tomas being a bitch. Tomas. Leave him alone. He's just an arthritic little man, and he's my baby. There he is. Although, given how Ari raises this child, for all I know, he's he's fucking pulling some shit that I'm not aware of. I don't want to fucking hear it about my son. How dare you? Hello, little man. My boy. Mommy's perfect little angel man. Mommy's perfect little baby man. Hi. Hello. The Nick Zano of cats. I mean, he's beautiful. Yeah. Alright, hold on. I have to go move my dresses. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Also, you have dye on your cheek, which tomorrow is gonna other side, which tomorrow's gonna look kinda like a scar face. Scar? Cool. <laughs> Sick as hell, thank you. I'll do a physical exfoliation in the shower, that'll help. Hello, Tomazi. I can't stay mad at you. You're so cute. So soft. Oh, and now she runs away from me. Of course she does. Okay, so But can you run away from the Malawium Meowium Falcon? Thank you. 
Okay, so. Um, okay, bowling episode title names. The Big Lebowski or One Man One Lane One Ball. It'll come to us later. Or I, you can do a vote before it goes up. See I mean, I, here's the problem. I kind of love Space Jam 3. I know, me too. I mean, is Space Jam copywritten? Yes, you, yes! No, I don't think you can, because it's just two words. I don't know. Fucking... Also, it's d- clearly being done for the purposes of parody and satire, so something, something fair use laws. I don't know. I don't think the words Space Jam are copywritten. Okay, so Space Jam 3. Space Jam 3. Okay, so Space Jam Relevant-ish. 3. Relevant-ish. Relevant-TM. All right, so. Space Jam. We're spacing away. We got it like it's yesterday. Hi, Kitty. All right, so. Hello, little man. My sweet Tarazi. Oh, now you're trying to sniff his butthole, Tarazi. I truly. Tarazi's trying to sniff his butthole. Sign of progress. Now she's hanging out with Kitty. All right, so. Um, so Space Jam 3. Here's the thing. I think the fundamental takeaway of this episode is we didn't, like, hate it. Like, we didn't, like, we, there's nothing in here to get angry about. There's not even really that much of Ava and Sarah to complain about. And the stuff with Sarah was, like, tolerable. Because she's not... So the thing about this episode is like we're, it was just an episode that was nice. It was an episode that didn't have anything that made mac me go, and cheese of an episode. Yeah, truly, nothing to you know, nothing show stopping, nothing revolutionary. But there were a couple cute moments. I will even say that I liked the scene where like Ava and Gary were doing the wedding dress stuff, even if the wedding dresses were all ugly as sin. Well, oh my god, right? You haven't seen what they're going to be wearing when they get married. No, and I don't want to see it because at this point I haven't seen it for long enough that I want it to be a surprise the day that we finally are forced to cover this fucking episode. I mean, people keep telling me that Ava looks good, but I don't believe it. I, I haven't seen she, it even. I mean, then. I've seen it, and right. I don't think she does. I don't believe you. <laughs> I mean, truly, me at any given moment. Yes. So it's like this. This episode was. Well, here's like, the thing: Ava fundamentally should be wearing a suit. Yeah. Also, that was weird that they didn't do that. So, why do you hate... They women? actually should both be wearing suits. I can't really see Sarah. Oh, Sarah a... is wearing pants of a kind. Let me tell you something. Like, they... Hakama style? Like, big, wide-legged kind of... They, they... Let me... Hold on. I do need to... I want to I wanna look at okay, them. Okay, so describe can... it to me, and then I'm going to compare your description of the of the outfit to... What ha- actually happens? Yes. All right. Little man is sitting in the cove. Hi, little man. I love you. Okay, 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 okay. Well, here's the thing. So, is it a wide-legged pant? It's, it's a boot cut. It's a boot cut pant. It's a Hillary Clinton cut, is what I'm going to call it. It's, it's cut like a slack. Uh, Pokemon, go to your wedding, kids! <laughs> Panopticon, go to your wedding. Fuck! I forgot Nate is officiating their wedding. Is that homophobic? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Thank you so much. Why? Because Surprise I fucking... it's not Mick, actually. Because I fucking said it is. Yeah. I, I, th- I would have thought it would be Mick. I don't think... Maybe Mick has fucking standards. Maybe, maybe Dominic Purcell could not... Because every single line that Dominic Purcell delivers is truly being done at gunpoint at this point. He hates the plot lines that he is in and he wants to leave. He was better this episode, which I appreciate. He was allowed to do more this episode. Yes, let's talk about Dominic Purcell's No Good, Very Bad Legends of Tomorrow season. Yeah, I just, I really do. And I, I don't, and again, I believe I've said this before, not to be like Dominic uh, a Mick without a Maisie ship is not. I just don't think he's having fun and he clearly like, hates this plot line and yeah. I really don't blame him. 
Yeah. He clearly hates this plot line because he was doing better this time because all he had to do was be grumpy and not want to bowl. But, like, of course he doesn't like this plot line. It's stupid. And it's dumb. And it's awful. And he clearly doesn't like doing it. And it, that's obviously affecting it because, yeah, of course it is. So he's not happy. And he also hasn't really been on much this, this season. So, like, his appearances have been limited. And most of his appearances have been him being deeply annoyed or, or just bored. And so it was nice this episode that he was able to sort of stretch his legs and kind of do a more traditionally Mick plotline in a way that was still very fun and very Legends. Yeah, I couldn't agree. And Ari, I couldn't agree more. Thank um, you. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was, I mean, again, there was actually, the thing about Mick's plot this season is I guess I didn't realize that people come into Legends not having, having, I guess, only seen maybe, a, now she's growling at the chubby. And the chubby is moving in slow no, motion. Okay. Yeah, fucking Tarazi peeking her head out. Sorry, I was just. I don't want. I don't want Phil to be like uncomfortable to drink water. He was. She was like hissing when he went to go drink water, and I was like, oh, I need him to feel comfortable drinking. I want him to get sick. Oh, now you two are fighting. No, she's just being a brat. Bapping. Well, that's, I think that's what Tomas is trying to do with these two. Hold but on. they haven't had another cat do that in a while, so they're like, what? Tomas, you have something on your fucking paw. No, let me get it. Okay, I got it. I kind of... Oh, no, I think your paws are okay, but I'll double check them. I think it was just a little torn up piece of paper. Okay. I meant, like, in terms of, like, hair loss. I didn't really see much, but I'll double check for you. All right, um, let me get her. Hold on. No, she's not in a good mood. <laughs> no. Sorry, Tomas. But, uh, little man is here. But, uh... Little man, little man. Oh, he knows you. all be little that you can. Okay, so what else... I mean, so the Gary stuff with Ava was also, like, nice. Again, wedding out. Well, just like Helen directed this episode. I guess we could talk a little bit about... Because, yes. like, there was definitely something stylistically done that I think, like, she wanted to do as a director. And I think, like, there was just an enthusiasm there that, like, she had for it that I found, like, contagious. Charming. Like, it's... really delightful. Agreed. She was clearly having a good time. And, like, listen, I will say, for a Big Lebowski reference, the I mean, they really didn't do much with it, which is kind of a shame, because it's, like, a fun movie. But, um... Oh, right. The thing I wanted to talk about is that there were three versions of, like... Nick Zano in this Nate episode. Haywood, the Nate Haywoods of past, present, and future. I mean, truly. Came to visit us. Truly. Because you have Nate as he is, and then you had Jess McCallan's husband playing one of the guys in the... What was the what was the gang in Greece called that the, John Travolta's in? The John Travolta's? Oh yes. God. I, don't, I don't... Playing a bowling John Travolta in a lot of ways. I mean... He was mostly playing fucking Pauly... Fucking Pauly... Pauly D or whatever the hell the guy from... DJ Pauly D? DJ Pauly D, yeah. I was like, do I put DJ in front of his name? Do you know I don't remember? You do. You do put DJ. It's, it, I, you know, it's a it's, title that you get, like, I was, Esquire I was legitimately doctor. like, oh, do I add this? Like, it's Esquire? Do I just call him Pauly D? But yes, DJ Pauly D. Pauly D looking motherfucker. Um, like, um, so silly. Yes, DJ Pauly D DJ Pauly D, Esquire. Esk. As Esk. he was probably saying, Esquire. All well, right. no, I, I remember on the Jersey Shore, Vinny was, I at some point, studying to go to law school. I don't know ah! if he ever actually finished. He probably, well, if he's going to law school, he's going to be a mob lawyer. Like, look at him. It's okay that Ari said it. Yeah, yeah of course it's okay if I say it. God, because it's fucking true. Oh, man. oh, yeah, the fuse blew at Ari's apartment today. Which is not fun to come back to. 
Well, also because I figured I knew how to do it, but it turns out... It's just in the wrong place. We, yeah. I knew we had to flip the breaker switches, which is the wrong area. But we got back from dinner after we did... And in case you're wondering, are you guys always this, like, old lady giving life advice to people? The answer is yes. Because <laughs> we did that for, like, an hour at the Red Robin with our waitress. Hey, Red Robin waitress, if you're out there, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Godspeed. Don't listen to what those psychics tell you. Listen, psychics will just say... Kids, I was trying to explain kids, this to her. Kids, psychics will just say shit. I will give you guys the same advice I, I told I told her. Psychics will just say shit to you because they will do a cold read of you and think about what is the most likely thing to make you stop and go, huh, something in my life does apply to that experience. Because they know if they say something, you'll find something that fits whatever the fuck they just told you and draw that conclusion yourself. Because we, as a species, look for patterns and stuff. And they're doing that so that you will come pay for a full session. I respect the hustle. No disrespect to psychics. Respect the hustle, but know it for what it is. And, like, you know. so Maybe what? maybe for our live finale we'll teach you how to do a cold read. It's not hard. Um, but that being... Fucked. Um, okay. We had So him. we were like this all the time is the point. We had but. the kid. We had... What kid? kid? What am I talking? What the yeah. fuck am I the talking about? I think it's Spooner. Mixed, we had, mixed new adult baby love no, interest. No, and then we had we didn't we had the lack of kids. We had what oh, Ari right. has referred to as reproductive gaslighting. Oh yeah, which that was seems insane. to be a theme of legends this season. Yeah, and like let me and say, like, listen, I know I'm not, a lot. Of, I'm not hold on because I want to clarify. I'm not using the term gaslighting lightly because if I can explain. So basically, because like, I'm assuming y'all have seen the episode if you're tuning in, the guy when he's like, oh yeah, I got a vasectomy and didn't tell you. We don't know if that he, if, like, we don't know enough about the woman in question to know if she's been, like, blaming herself. I mean, I would assume that just based on how people work, she's probably blaming herself because they can't have kids. Because he obviously didn't tell her that he'd gotten a vasectomy. And women are just raised to believe that when things go wrong fertility-wise, it's their fault. And so, like, that isn't quite coercion, but it also isn't quite, like assault and so it's that it's just it just feels bad it's very it's very it's very it's i said gaslighting because he wasn't telling her and basically letting her work herself up into an anxious froth presumably um i know but so so that is kind of why i would call it gaslighting because he's basically not doing anything to reassure her presumably about the anxiety she's having about this fertility issue and allowing her to believe it's her fault or that she's the problem, which isn't quite like regular gaslighting, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not just using that word frivolously because I don't know what to call this, but it's a really shitty thing to do to another human being, basically. That's, it was really gross and bad, honestly. And it was really weird that that was just sort of a blip in the episode. And that was like the funny ha-ha ending to that plot line. And I'm like, that man just destroyed that woman's trust in her own body. And we're laughing? Um, I guess. Phil Clemmer doesn't think women deserve reproductive justice. That one's fine. That one I can get away with. I, I mean, it's just, this is, it was a weird choice. I'll say that because that's a very- We all sh- make choices. That was a choice. And so it's like, that and was legitimately it really It felt like, I mean, again, it's because this whole thing has been Dominic Purcell's least favorite plot line of all time ever. Oh yeah. All man. this weird pregnancy stuff. And so, like, if you don't... And here's the problem with Legends. It's like, if you don't want to be too deep about it, you can't just be like, oh, it's a reference to that dumb stuff. But also, like... But also, the other stuff is dumb to begin with. Uh, and also, 
like, yeah, they're clearly doing a weird pregnancy vibe this season, which I'm just like, and like, without, why? Without Mona? One, one without Mona, and two, was it like, they were like, well, Ari moved in with their partner, so I guess now it's time to do, like, all this weird, and I was like, get away from me. It's like, um, what's my train of thought? What's my train of thought? What's my train of thought? Oh, yeah. Okay, so. Are we stupid? Hey, no, no, don't worry about it. Stupid. No, but um, Make place. I mean, yes, <laughs> but um, so I did. Like I said, I like the even Gary stuff. I did like Jess McCallan has that kind of appearance because she did ballet when she was, I think, probably high school, maybe still in college. She has the kind of like she's <laughs> very, and this is not to say, oh, you have to dress a certain way, oh, like if you weigh a certain amount, you can't do this, or but. Just with like they're missing an opportunity here with by the, not working with her. With and her the way friend. that she is kind of very statuesque, she um you can just pile a lot of stuff onto her. And because like she has a very sharp face, she's very blonde. Yeah. Like it just looks really good. Yes, I agree. It's good for her. And like listen, this is not again. I am saying this as someone who is the opposite of Jess McCallum, although I am fairly tall. So this is not me being like, this is a better body. Like, obviously not. I don't give a shit about, like, that. Fuck that, truly. Um, but working with people's forms is a key part of fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't consider someone's form when you're taking into account what's fashionable on them. I am saying that you should consider more forms as fashionable and not thinness and Correct. tallness as inherently fashionable. Now, and the only kind of fashion. That being said, of course, because this Gotta is television, yeah. she obviously is not going to go over a certain size, but... Which is also shitty, because yeah. again, do pretty people make good art? No. No. I want to talk about sh- that Mothra plush I saw in the in the Newbury comics today. Yeah, please go ahead. Please I'm go sorry. Ahead. I don't know why I was thinking about it again, but I was thinking about her, and she was so beautiful, and she was 66 Christian dollars, and listener... It hurts me so much that I had to put her down and I had to let her go. It hurt me. It hurt me more than a lot of things because she was beautiful. Um, she was a fucking majestic, and I loved her and I do miss her. But I am already literally putting stuffed animals in the closet so my parents can come visit this weekend. Is that not a metaphor for yourself? Fuck you. <laughs> Probably. Again, if that's a veiled criticism of me, I won't hear it and I won't respond to it. But. Honestly, it's one of those things where I would love to pay, like, a nice, like, a good plush artist to do a commission that wasn't just printed minky, like, individual patches mm-hmm. of all this stuff. I would be willing to shell out, like, 300, 400 bucks or something like that, honestly. Um, maybe more, depending on the size. But it's, like, I was just thinking about Mothra again. I'm sorry. This is nothing to do with what we're talking about. At any given moment, I am thinking about, about Mothra. Mothra. Yeah. So, like, it's... Jess looked really pretty, honestly, even in the frilly one with all the stuff on it. Because my idea of fashion is just keep putting things on. God will tell you when it's time to stop. And if God says and if nothing? God, if God doesn't speak to you, then you just keep putting shit on. I don't know what on. you're thinking, but Coco Chanel said take one thing off before you leave the house. For example, your Nazi signet ring. So do you really want to listen to that person? I, I mean, legitimately. But, okay, back to the episodes. I did, I will say, I actually did really like, not so, I, I mean, that's fucked up. I'm not discounting from it, but I'm trying to remember where the hell I was. No, I, I put, I mean, are we, we're a comedy nonsense podcast. Let I us mean, keep talking. That's true. I like the combination of Spooner, Astra, and Mick, and Katie was also there. I really thought it was a fun combo because there's not any one, like, funshine daydreams person to balance them out, like there is usually with Ray, 
which is a bummer. You always like kind of having that fulcrum. But at the same time, there's something nice about kind of letting the grouches all grouch together in a way that like requires them also to work together and show their soft, the softer sides. It was good. Um, I really, I, I guess, because I remember when you said when, when Mick showed his glove on what's under his glove. Yes. Food, all right. Like, oh, it's I, been a while. I am a simple person with simple needs. When Mick shows his scarring to an adult teen baby. <laughs> Sir! Oh, Ari's cat spilled water. Um, Can I have some water? Actually, I'm also thirsty and I don't want to lick it off the floor. Well, yeah, but I have to go back. Hold on. He just looks like, what the fuck? Are you going to drink that? He is. I hate. All right, hold on. Oh, God, it's hard to get on the floor. Okay. So, where were we? Mick and Spooner, right. Yeah, I go fucking, I go fucking ballistic. I go absolutely bananas. Mood. And it's a really, and it's one of those things I remember where you were like, oh my god, it has Mick, when was the last time Mick showed his scars off? And we were like, Mick does this like once a season, but with the way the season schedules have been going, it feels like it's been ages since we've seen his scars. Yeah. It has, but it is like a once a season thing. Basically to remind. If the adult chain baby fits. Mm-hmm we will see them. And that is the thing where it's like the people he shows the scars to are like, Ray. I think he showed Ray scars. Amaya. Uh, well, I was going to keep going. Amaya. Mm. Mona. Mona. Spooner. He's got a pattern. Hey. Ray doesn't quite fit that pattern, but doesn't he though? I mean, I made a gift set back in season two of like direct parallels between Mick and Ray in season one and Mick and Amaya in season two. And like, do you think that bothered Ray? Because I do. I think it bothered him a lot. I think it bothered Mick a lot. Um, Force Ghost Leonard was like, listen, I know what I expected from this, and the fact that I'm not getting it, I fucking hate it. It's violence. Absolutely. And it was nice. I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, again, we're getting all these nice moments with Spooner, and it's good that she's sort of taking the lead in more episodes now, but you're just like, couldn't have had this energy for the first six episodes of the fucking no. season when we needed Fuck to get you. to know her? Rather well, than... she's back next season, where I'm almost like... Because here's the thing, I'm a little bit concerned if they wrapped it up, that maybe they wouldn't have her back. Yeah, that's fair. Because who fucking knows with this show? I mean, with their so... habits, yes. Um, Actually, speaking of their habits, I think now that might be a good way to transition into the only white man who has suffered from the consequences of this revolving No, door. we haven't talked about Nick and... Nick and, um... Nick. Nick and Nick and Nick. My talked... Nick, my Nick, and my Nick. That's... That's... That's us... At any heroes, villains, con that Nick Zano is at. Um, I mean, truly. All right, so. Which one do we want to talk about first? Well, Nate and Zari, their okay. plot. Now, I think the issue, I mean, like, because here's the thing. I mean, whenever an says something, I refuse to agree with it on principle. That's fair. I don't think, here's the thing. Zari 1.0 isn't getting a ton of time out of the totem. Mm-hmm. And, like, so while I'd love to see more of her with um, Bayrod, Hopefully we get more of that next season. And also, like, Nate after Bayrod is sort of the person she knows the best. Because yeah. everyone else has, like, left. And I know you can be, like... A lot of people like to try to pretend that Zari and Sarah were friends. They had that night. Did they have a nice moment in Here I Go Again? Or did I hallucinate that? Well, they did. But, like, Sarah was never... I mean, like, Zari said something nice to, about Sarah to Helen of Troy. But, like, Sarah was never her favorite person. No. Her favorite people were Maya and Nate. She has Nate. And there was something, there was, here's the thing about um, Nate and Zari. Like, as a ship, am I going to go out of my way for them? Eh, not usually. No. But their chemistry is so good. 
Yes. It's one of those things where I don't like it as a ship, but I respect the fact that the actors clearly like each other a lot and are very good at their jobs. And I also, like, the fact that they went camping and, like... Such a... Amaya would like if we were doing this, right? The fact... Like, like, being... Like, loving someone so much that you... Didn't he literally bring up Amaya? I feel like, am I hallucinating that he brought up Amaya? I don't think he said Amaya's name, because I think I would have been freaking out. Okay. I, th- I, I hallucinated that, then. I apologize. Because I was like, oh, did he say... Oh, no, he said he wanted to take Zari camping before, I think. Something? Something? He said something to her about how he's been waiting a long time to do this, I think. Huh. I don't know. Like, there was that moment that they cut that was in a promotional photo from when they had their date that was them with the Amaya rum bottle. Aww. That I'm always bitter they cut because I'm like, what was the fucking conversation, Phil? Yeah. Because you know it was sad. And I'm not saying that in a way that they're each other's second best. I'm saying that love is beautiful it's and right. transient. Yes. I'm like, that matters. And they can also both have loved Amaya while still finding peace in each other. Like, acting like you can only love one person forever and that other person is your second best is very silly. Yeah. And not a good way to get through your life. So, you know, take it easy. But I Take just, it easy. etc. Take it easy. Whatever. I don't, I don't, don't actually. Let the sound of your own wheels drive you crazy. Etc. The High Holy Days are coming up. Are they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, can I ask a stupid question? Yes. Do you mean like Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Yeah. Yes, okay. I sure do. I, okay, I'm sorry. High Holy Days is a really cool, is a No, cool I gotta go get my stupid term. dad's name in the stupid book. Huh? I, I'm not actually 100% sure on the procedure of that. I just know I have to do it. What book? The book, of, the book of life, which I know is like, but it's the it's the atonement time. So you got to make sure everybody who died this year gets in before the next year. I didn't know that. That's really cool. So what's the procedure? I have of? no idea. Well, like, what's the what's the? I, well, what's, I have to go to temple. Well, yeah, I would think. No, they just let you do it at a Seven Eleven now. Haven't you heard? I mean, listen, it depends on who you ask, honestly. That's cool, though. If you don't want to talk about it on the podcast, I totally understand. I would love to hear No, because I later. was going to say that this year, I literally have to do that for Yom Kippur, but otherwise my atonements are, your tastes are terrible, and I, I apologize, apologize for, nothing. for nothing. That's fair. I love that you guys only have, like, a one or two days a year thing for atonement, like, formally. Meanwhile, I, we were told in Catholic school that you were supposed to go to reconciliation, like, once a month. I don't have that much. I used to when I was a little kid, like, I'll be the most super devout. I'll go once a week, and I'm going to go to church every Sunday, maybe on some weekdays if I feel like it, just to get some peace and quiet. And now that I'm like, kid, what the fuck? I think what you needed was a therapist. Oh, I definitely needed one. What I needed was a therapist. Um, but I just think they're very sweet. I think it's funny because, like, they're, I love, listen, can I just say? They're fun. Because I, and I hate to say this. And there are some people who I think listen who are out oh, there. I can't headbutt him because, it, lovingly, it's a loving headbutt, but I have dye in my hair. And if I do that, he'll get dyed all over again. And I say this in the most pained fashion, but, like, when Nick Zano kisses his co-star, he's going for their fucking tonsils, and you're mm-hmm. like, huh, damn. Damn. And the other thing is, like, and, like, and like Tal is going for his tonsils. 
Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I wonder, because they're a little older than we are, and around our age, people stop doing, like, just straight-up tonsil removal all the time. Why are people getting tonsil removal? Well, like, like, they get infected very easily. Some people get their tonsils, they get inflamed, and so they get infected more easily. That's wild. Um, I've never had tonsil issues. I had tonsil issues, but that's because I had um, acid reflux. I actually almost got them out because I had chronic sore throats as a child like really bad why didn't you get them removed then because i didn't need to i had acid reflux it wasn't my tonsils oh i thought they were connected i'm so nope. sorry they are cratered though huh so um no nick, nick zano is a good kisser and i don't like that i hate it i hate thinking about it i hate and nick if you're out there and if you it's not it's not it's not a compliment to you but he's uh, a fucking he's a goddamn fucking succubus is what he is and i will see it to fucking that fucking and like succubus incubus just refers to top or bottom right yeah technically yes so yeah succubus is the bottom yes so i am calling him a succubus what he is a succubus isn't he he is he is that that is an that is a man who despite his good kissing we don't we're not we don't need to do that that's mean no i mean like listen listen Mrs. Mrs. Nick Zano's mother, Nick Zano's children. If you're out there and you wanna and you wanna uh, you wanna deny that, you wanna tell us that's we not true. We are not putting that. That is libel. Feel free. And also, that's mean. We're not. We are. We bully gently. That is a bridge too far. But that is an Italian American man. If I have ever fucking seen one. Well, that's not true. Cause like. Can we keep that? Now we can keep it in the pod. That's your husband. In any case. Nick Zeno is a good kisser and we're very mad about it. Yeah, I mean, that's really what this bit boils down to. If you, in case you can't tell, I'm a little tired. Um, but it is one of those things where it's like, also, there's not, this is another one of those disjointed. We've been having more of those kind of episodes this season. And I think it's just because this, uh, this season hasn't really had any big standouts. And it's had a lot of disappointments. Well, no, the big standout was the John Zari episode, and I'm hoping this Cluedo episode yes. next week will be good. God, fingers crossed. John Zari, I'm so sorry, you're right. We had the John Zari episode. Other than that, I don't think we've had any really big, like, wow moments, have we? Um, I feel like we've we had this loved, exact fucking We really complaint. liked Astra's stuff in her animated episode, yes. but there were some problems that we obviously had with it. Yes, but that was still a very good episode overall. Um, but yeah, I will say this season, I mean, I think part of it is also the season starting on a bad, on the wrong foot with the Gary stuff. Yep. Um, also I'll argue that our ability to process joy has been collectively burned out by almost two fucking years of this goddamn fucking pandemic. That's true. I do feel like, yeah. Oh, what? No, don't put your face in my hair dye, you little fool. He literally just hopped up on my shoulder and tried to put his face into my hair. Because you will not let him touch it. Well, Mother, he, may well, I he had, And he might still Mother. very well. Dear, do you see the pink spot on that side of him? He might. Um, it is. I don't. I think it might be better if you look really far. But, it but is it's awesome. mostly gone. Yeah. But that's been. That literally took him. I did that to my hair back in. Before you came, right? Yes. So literally around like February. Around February, I was doing my hair in red. And this little asshole leaps up on the back of my computer chair. And as I'm sitting in my chair with dye in my hair, this idiot... Oh, that wasn't meant to rhyme, but it did. I hate when that happens. God damn it. In any case, this little idiot... Everything seems to have gone all rhyming. <laughs> Shut the hell up, you stupid limey. Okay, so so he leans against me, demanding pets, and this little fucking fool scores his flank with, like, red hair dye. And it's a permanent. 
So this dumb motherfucker who is staring at me because he knows I'm talking about him. So I had to like hold him down and scrub as much as I could out of him. And the pink marks were there for months. They are only just now mostly faded. And this idiot is putting his face in my hot pink hair dye trying to get that out again. And I am just like, cat, cat, cat. Jesus Christ. Okay, so. Um, yeah, I think admittedly some of this is like, I hate to be like, oh, the pandemic, but yeah, I'm like, oh, the pandemic is definitely processing, uh, fucking with our ability to process joy. Um, cause like, listen, I'll say, um, um you're absolutely right that part of it was getting off on the wrong foot because like, for yes. example, Titans is back and Stargirl is back and Stargirl's going to be I dark. I listen, I watched the first three episodes of Titans with you. I love them. Yeah, Star Stargirl's going to be dark dark this year. All these teens are super traumatized. The super dog crypto. Do you remember that animated show? Am I the Do only I remember Crypto the Super Dog? Of course I remember Crypto well, the Super Dog. I didn't know because you like didn't watch as of... many cartoons as me, so I was just asking. I probably did, just not as often. I know you know who Crypto the Super Dog is. I didn't know if you watched the cartoon. Um, Crypto the Super Hound and Ace the Bat Hound are in love because this is good. Um... Gay dogs. Anyway, Damien Wayne officiates their wedding. He makes ten-year-old Damien Wayne makes them get married. That's absolutely Damien. Damien Wayne absolutely makes them get married because that is like such a bratty child thing to do, which is so funny to me. Okay, so the dogs are married now. Why? To, to broker peace between our families. God fucking damn it! Shut up. Aren't so our, cute. Aren't your dad? Isn't isn't and 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 Bruce and Clark? And, and someone's gonna write a call-out post for the dogs getting married when Bruce and Clark are married. Can't wait for that. I would fucking pay money to see that comic. <laughs> Jesus. Them getting married or the comic of the call-out The comic post? of the call-out. <laughs> call-out post for dog and sex. Sorry, careful. <laughs> okay. It's also a semi-permanent, so it'll be fine. Hello, little man. Do you want a pink muzzle? Because that's about what you're going to get if you don't start messing around. Um, okay. So... Titans was really good. We're actually not going to talk about it a ton, but like we, were, I really liked this. Um, I really liked it. It's mm -hmm. it's like listen, this is not us not enjoying TV anymore, and it's not even that Legends is bad. It's just that this this season, there's been a lot of flat spots. There's been a lot of flat spots, and the good spots are good, but the flat spots are just. And it's like I wonder if they would be bothering me so much if Katie was not now known to be like real life so. Nah. Yeah. And like that's the thing, so like maybe I wouldn't enjoy them, but I probably wouldn't hate them. But yeah, there's that there's that exhaustion of like, oh my god, I am so tired of this person being giving front and center stage. And that yeah. sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Because like listen, there are certain things where it's like separating, you know, we, we can have debates until the cows come home about separating the art from the artist. I refuse to have debates when I'm already right. I mean, yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like when the person in when it's an actor it can become very different because if you don't really like the actor like you're watching an actor because you enjoy them and their performance if you don't enjoy their performance then you're not going to like the actor so it's i mean vice versa yeah. as well but um and it's also just frustrating because it takes up and also because it's like remember how Corey was lecturing everyone else about how jason didn't learn from his That's mistakes been, yes Corey, Corey was right about Jason, unfortunately, and Corey is also right about DC's Legend of Tomorrow. They are giving it, they are, you know, they cannot grow past their worst impulses. They are consistently falling back on bad habits of storytelling in ways that are really frustrating. Because maybe all of this Katie stuff and the ignoring of Spooner until halfway through the fucking season would not have bothered me as much. I mean, it would have bothered me, but maybe it wouldn't have made Katie's stuff nigh unwatchable three years ago. 
three seasons ago. Now I'm just like, this is a fucking nightmare. Why do you idiots keep doing this? Because they don't learn from their mistakes. They don't adapt. And it's like really frustrating having to deal with this, this, this shit continuing to happen after six seasons. But yeah, so I guess I think that's fundamentally maybe part of the other reason we're so frustrated with the flats this season as well. Because it's just like, you guys still haven't learned how to get better than this. Like, come on, we're on six seasons of this shit. Improve. And and everything that's happening with John. And like, and this is. Oh, the yeah, thing. are we going to. Well, gonna no, because now? I think it's going to happen more. And I don't want to. I don't want to be repeating the same things over and over again. I mean, I, I, I would argue we are effectively the broken record podcast. But I. Agree. I mean, I did say to Ari, I was like, are we so. Are we so jaded that we can't have a podcast if we're not complaining? And I don't think. We are because we fucking. When we really like this show, we let you know, and we don't hold back in terms of our praise. We went all in on the Zari episode. We loved that. Yeah. And we have loved other moments, even this season. We've gone, we've gone yeah. to bat for moments we liked. We don't like hate even the. No, sh- I mean like I loved everything with Mick and Spooner. This no, episode. it wasn't. Again, it was oh. not a bad episode. I mean, it's one of those things where, again, when this show does right, we don't, like, go, well, it's legend, so it doesn't count. We're very generous when the show does right. And I know we don't want to hammer in the point home with Constantine, but I will say one thing. I mean, I just feel like, here's the thing. And I'm like, again, if he are- die dies, here's the thing. They did say, oh, it's going to kill you, and that almost feels too obvious. Yeah. Like, it's not 100% that he's going to die. It might like, be it might be a thing where he like lets this other dude inhabit his body basically, like it's like remember how I hate to fucking make this comparison, but remember how Castiel technically had to take the form of like a human being. Yes, kind of like that, where it's like this like weird Welsh magician guy, basically needs his body because he I don't fucking know maybe it's a magic body swap or some shit, who the fuck knows. But I will, the only thing, I feel, ba- I actually am saying this part because I feel bad for Legends because this does not seem like a yes. decision well, that we was we will made. give them, and here's the thing, we are going to give them the John plot, it sucks. It I, sucks. And I don't like it. We literally it. have talked about how it sucks. But, um, so it's one of those things where it's like, I will give them this. We don't like this plot line. However... Um, I don't think I, they I don't think did it's their it. fault. I don't uh, this I don't think the timing is their fault because this plot line is going to suck even more knowing that it's going to have to very abruptly end soon and I don't like that but I also don't think they did this thinking they would only have a few more episodes with him. Or they did it I, here's the thing it sort of returns Constantine to a horrible form that we don't really like for him and part of me kind of thinks that DC had a say in that as well. Because they were like, he needs to be more Constantini for our show. Which is the so, thing, you know what, this is what fuck I... fuck him up before he leaves. Well, I don't know, because I guess they're going to pretend that it's a separate continuity, because they're clearly not asking Matt Ryan to play the role. No, so, which is very unfair to him, because he's, he's been... a great Constantine, and it I is mean, a and shame, and, he and, loves and, the and again, again, I, that does not mean that a man of color does not deserve the role or won't do a great job, and I'm excited to see who they cast. Oh, they were... Oh, well, if they're going to cast a man of color, then it's a little bit different. Then, yeah, fair enough. Wish him all the best. Um, but that being said, that also doesn't mean you just get to toss away Matt Ryan like garbage. Because well, that's also the thing. It's more also that having this rug yanked out from underneath him is an incredibly shitty thing to do for um, Legends. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I cannot say that it is Legends' fault. 
if they didn't know. And do you know how much that pains us? Or if they did know when DC was standing on their neck going, you guys have to do a more Constantine, Constantine, which is the crux of everything I fucking hate about comics, which is that nobody is allowed ever to make any severe, long-lasting, consequential changes to their character. Nobody actually really meaningfully develops and grows unless one writer literally crowbars it in and holds everyone else at gunpoint by having like a 10-year run on the character and basically making it canon. Magneto being a Holocaust survivor is one of the few examples of something being crowbarred into the character and Chris Claremont going, what are you going to fucking do? I was literally about to say Chris Claremont. So, Chris yeah. Claremont. It's literally only, there are very few writers in the, who have managed this. And it's very, 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 very frustrating. Because can I say something? When what? you were talking, nobody's allowed to evolve, no one's allowed to do this. Them having to do this to Constantine tastes like Jeff Johns. Oh, yeah, God. It has his... Little all has over his it. freaky little fingerprints all fucking over it. Yeah, so it's one of those things where it's also just it's it, it's just it's the nature of comics. I can't just point the finger at Jeff Johns. He's not the only writer guilty. But I will. But I will. <laughs> but it's one of those things where he's not the only writer guilty of this. However, DC especially is very much like that um, because they are unlike Marvel. They started out with three of like the world's most iconic superheroes pretty much right out of the gate. So DC is very much the company of tradition, by and large. So, which is why it was such a big deal that they made Tim mm -hmm. Drake bisexual. They don't like to make big changes like that. Are you talking about Billy Kaplan? I mean, pretty much. I want to know something, and I want to know, here's the thing. Which one of you in the relationship is the Billy, and which one of you is the Teddy? I was about to say, which one of you in the relationship is the ride, and which one of you is the set? But that listen to me. Everybody shut up and listen to me. Okay. It's not an accident. Alan, what, Alan, Heim I, I, Alan Heinberg, yes. Alan Heinberg worked on the OC and then went to Young a fucking Avengers. Like right after. Kaplan and Cohen mean the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah. Billy and Teddy are just a long-form Seth Ryan AU. Do I respect it? Yes. I absolutely respect that hustle. On the other hand, why does every gay couple in comics now look like Seth and Ryan? Well, Alan well, I mean, I will say Billy and Teddy are one of the few major original comics couples that sort of like, that managed to stick, that managed to be, I think, have that Marvel keeps them around, maybe not as often as like, but they, they still show up very frequently. Um, and I deeply appreciate it because I, God, I love those kids. I hate, I'm, I'm going to be so fucking mad if they make a Young Avengers series. I'm unfortunately going to have to watch it. And you know, I'm going to hate every second. Of no, it, actually, gonna... you're not going to have to watch it because it's going to have Wendy the White's kids and I will be very unhappy. <laughs> well, actually it depends because if Kate Bishop is in it, I'm actually, I might actually have to as well. As long as Wanda doesn't show up. As if long Wanda, as... if Wanda herself doesn't show up. The Young Avengers are really like I love those kids with all my heart, so I'm like I might I might have to. I mean, but given how much they fucked up the Runaways, who knows? I mean, that's the thing is if they just make it fucked up beyond belief, I would. Do you think I, you think I'm gonna forgive you for what you did to Zavin? You think I'll you you think I, mean, I won't remember? Does she think we're fucking stupid? Does she think we wouldn't notice? But you'll have your day in court. Oh yeah, God, I have to hope. But I will say, um, the thing that one day you may meet God. I mean, and someday God will judge you for your actions. He will not be so merciful. But I will say, like, I'm hoping that Tim, Tim Conrad, Tim Con is so fucking close to being real. We are really feeling it in this chilly tonight, fellas. But, um. Tim Con is so fucking close to being real. Hello. And I don't really, and that, and that is. If they, if they do it, I'm going to go, I'm literally, I will, for, I will take back 90% of the things I said about Jeff, him. I'll take it back. Because uh, listen, I'll give Jeff Johns this. 
I'll give Jeff Johns this and this one thing only. It's that when Hartley gets hurt, Wally literally threatens to rip someone's legs off for hurting him. So that, that was a good moment. That was a great moment, actually, because to rip, for a speedster who relies on their running, on their legs, to threaten to do that to another human being, the amount of love he felt, the amount of fury he felt. Are you crying? No, but it, it's... All right, I want you it, to look me in the eyes. I'm not crying. No, because this is really important. How much does it bother you that in season one of The Flash, the Flash that Hartley was hitting on was Barry? Oh, all the time. Well, it's just one of those things. It's one of those big... It's actually one of the big cruxes of, like, my... They absolutely stole all of Wally's personality and gave it to Barry. Because Wally and Hartley are the ones who are close. Barry Allen is a pair of blue jeans with a face. face. Not... And if he's a backwards baseball cap, and if you turn it the right way around, it's still backwards. Nobody cares about Barry Allen. We are here for Iris. And, like, now Cisco's gone, so, like... I know, legitimately, if I ever, like, I... Um, do you think that Danielle Panabaker, I mean, here, this is purely hearsay, but do you think that the fact that Danielle Panabaker continues to have plots and other people have to be involved with them has forced, has made several actors be like, I don't want to do this? I could believe that. I think they are probably frustrated. It's one of those things where, again, this is all hearsay and speculation, but I will say, if I was an actor and I did not like another co-star who had also... Subtly and not so subtly, especially at the start of the show, attempted to undermine the sort of leading woman's, I don't want to say authority, but you know what I mean. Yeah, she tried to steal the lead role. She tried to steal the lead role, basically, and make herself, she tried to make herself. She tried to use racism to make herself the lead. I was about to say, she tried to use racism to become the Felicity of the Flash, and that's pretty much it. Like, maybe not the lead, but the one that people, like, gave a shit about. And maybe this would have worked if she was a good actress. Like Thankfully, Emily, that here's the thing. I love Felicity. Felicity yeah, is not the, not the problem. But that I think I think you know saw how that breakout side character became such a fandom fave and decided that she wanted that for herself. If I saw that happen and I saw that actor, my coworker, do that while the slew of racism was being thrown at the actual lead of the show, mm-hmm. I would not feel comfortable working with that person because they are careless and reckless and. Callous. Callous at best. So I I could believe that, especially because Carlos and Candace are very close. So, and very clear, just based on, listen, based on my own personal observ- observances of hearsay, anytime the cast is all together, Danielle gets the cold shoulder a lot. Nobody, I mean, here's the thing, nobody likes her. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, it's hearsay, it's hearsay, but from what I, from what you hear and see, she, nobody on this cast wants to hang out with her. No. She is not. And, like, this is a cast that has been on the show for a decent amount of time. You end up usually at least being friends with these people a little bit because... Like, what are you, Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah, unless you are Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. And listen, only one of you has been on Mystery Science Theater 3000, so guess which one I give a shit about. But, um, but, um, it's something where it's, like, worth pointing out that, yeah, I would not want to work with that person either. And the show keeps giving her plot lines, and most of these plot lines are really ill-informed. What are you doing? He's not even trying to get on my hair anymore. I think he's trying to see if he can climb on me. Bottom line with this episode is, though, how many more episodes do we have left until the finale? One, two, okay, Three, four, five. 12, 13, 14, 15, four. Okay, so it's one of those things where it's like the season is obviously drawing to a close. I'm hoping they can... This is a drudge of a season, because here's the thing. They had... Tala's husband is that great villain, and I think he and might then, show and up again towards the end. But like, we hey. haven't seen him, and everything was wasted. 
Yeah. With that, his plot on his planet. It was completely I underwhelming. I can't say this is COVID. No, I can't. I can't. Like, oh, it was, this, this was just bad. It was yeah. just non, and it was like, you had the potential to actually do interesting stuff with aliens and you didn't. And you just didn't. And it's one of those things where it's kind of a bummer because they dropped the historical stuff, except for the one episode it was almost too much like a return to form. And then that was too historical and not enough alien. And then they haven't really done any historical and not enough alien. And like, man, fuck. Like, it's just a drudge. A drudge is a good way to put it. There's a couple of shining moments, but this season has just. Yeah. Had a lot of, a lot of wasted opportunities, a lot of missed potential. Big bummer. Technically, it's probably missed opportunities and wasted potential, but you know what I mean. But I will say, I love, and it feels, it's a bummer, because it's like Spooner's intro season, so I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Spooner. But, like, God, I hope she gets more plotline. I hope they do something with her mom. And I'm not even going to pretend like I know what the fuck they're going to do with her mom. Because remember how we used to try to be like, maybe Legends will do this, and Legends would spit in our face. I mean, here's the only thing that I'm pretty sure Legends is going to do, which is have Zari attend the fucking Avalanche wedding after something happens to John. And I'm going to be fucking incandescent oh, the yeah. entire... And here's the thing. If they make her show up and put on a brave face if something happens to John, I'm going to start... Oh, I'm almost the positive they, they are. Because he's it. not in the in the wedding preview thing, I so... I, and I want everyone to know I fucking hate it here. Yeah, I really fucking hate that. I hope they don't do that and saying that, knowing that they probably fully will. Actually, speaking of that, last shot of the episode, they have everybody come in and take a photo and, like, ah, oh, everybody's there and John shows up and... Uh, the god? God in Jeff Bridges' jacket is like, oh, you're gonna die, white boy. And John's like, yep. And everybody takes the photo. And it's like, oh, that's great. So this is Zari's last photo she's ever gonna have with John, and she's not even in it. And it's just like... Fucking... Here's the thing, and I love Zari 1.0. I do, but like, but like, she's not if the one this with is, John. If this is the thing that you're doing with John, not having Zari 2.0 here... Is a very strange choice. I mean, maybe they'll have another last moment together, but it did feel weird. They're not handling the Zari shifting around very well. No, and they really could, and they're making it very dramatic when it doesn't necessarily have to be. They could just be switching off every 48 hours. Yeah. It's it's very, and it's weird for them to want to make this dramatic because it's legends, and they're legends. So I'm just like, all of these choices are so bizarre and don't seem to really amount to anything. Yes. You know what it is? It's that nothing has really amounted to anything. Yeah. Like, there are no... Like, what are our stakes? The fucking Avalanche wedding? Who cares? I mean, legitimately. Mick having having an alien baby? Dominic Purcell doesn't want to be here. Like, if Dominic Purcell was throwing his all into that, maybe it would be... And I'm not... Listen, I don't blame him for not fucking wanting to. Maybe it would be different if he was, but he clearly doesn't want to be here doing it. And it's just like... If, you're, if your big season finale thing is an Ava Lance wedding and you think that's what I really watched the show for, you people are out of your fucking minds. You think I care? God. Oh, you guys are stupid, stupid. Yeah, seriously. Like, so that's kind of the bummer is there aren't any stakes anymore. Bishop should have been the main villain of the season and he's been gone for like five episodes. And I hate that. And I don't know how much of, again, maybe some of this is still filming schedules due to COVID, but fuck, man, plan a little better. And, like, again, they're never planning anything, and that works when you don't really... God, it doesn't even really work. It works when you have a couple of good standalone episodes, and there were enough good standalone episodes in other seasons that I didn't really give a shit that there's no overarching plot, but there's not enough good enough standalone episodes this fucking season. Well, because you know what? Normally what Legends does is we have an A villain, and then the A villain is, like, a twist, and then there's our B villain. Yeah. 
but we don't have a fucking B villain. No, we, we basically, I mean, drugs? Alien babies, I guess, are the villains? Because the ending episode is called There Will Be Brood. So no, I, guess... I mean, that's the episode Maisie directs, which is also a big Astra Spooner episode. Nice. Where I'm like, finally. Thank you, Maisie. Finally I'll content for me. Listen, I miss, I miss Maisie. I really, God damn it, this doesn't all come down to, I miss Maisie so fucking much. They, this show suffers so much without her fucking charisma. It is insane. It is legitimately kind of, I mean... I know, again, broken record, but it's like, damn. And they have not, they have not let people who I think could replace, well, not replace, who could step up to there was role. There's a lot, you know what, and it's not even just, it's not the, I mean, some actors lack charisma, but it's not entirely their fault. The writing is also less charismatic. Yes, there's not as much, this episode, there's not as much. And actors can only work with what they're given, and not every actor is capable of transcending the limits of the form here. Some actors make bad material beautiful, but not every actor is able to do that. That's also okay. That's not everybody's mm-hmm. bag. An actor is only as strong as the writing they're given most of the time. And you can't rely on having exceptions to that rule to carry your show. Yeah. Legends. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. I mean, God, truly. Detective Comics, Comics. Detective Comics, Comics. Legends of Tomorrow. Thank you. But it's like... Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. It's like, listen, I don't want to be too... Like, there's a gun. When they have a standout, we love it. But I think we're also allowed to be like, there have not been a lot of standouts this season. This, because there's not... Because it hasn't been clever. Hasn't been clever, and we miss Maisie, and I don't... I can't believe the finale is just going to be the fucking Ava Lance wedding rather than anything interesting. And I miss Nora... And I miss Ray, and I miss Maisie, and we're just hitting that point where they're not developing the new characters they keep introducing, and they only really have two more, two or three characters that I actively am invested in, and they won't let me get to know the other characters because I won't really write for them, and they keep getting rid of all the characters I like, and it, <sighs> and I'm in hell. Yeah. On a lighter note, um. Excited for Maisie to come back. Please, please. Come well, back. she's directing. I, I don't know. know if she's actually going to be. She's directing, but I miss you. I mean, here's the thing. Is that Spooner and Astra have to remind Mick of something. Me putting on my clown makeup and shoes. Like, Mick has to be reminded of something that is precious to him in the Maisie episode. I am ready. I am putting on my enormous bow tie that shoots water. I am putting on my funny little clown wig. I am putting on my triangle cone hat. But yeah, it... We love and miss Maisie every day. And when every this show gets day. good, listen, when this show gets good, we'll be there cheering like a proud parent at a school play. When this show isn't good, we'll Actually, be there. Actually, can I, can I say? We will be there like Hayao Miyazaki to put out our cigarettes and Goro Miyazaki. Can I say, actually, you know what? The vibe we do have for this show is parents at a school play where we're like, God, the I have to smile, watch. smile, the better mommy looks. I have to watch this because my fucking kid is in it. But, like, I don't want to watch everybody else's kid. I mean, yeah. God, that's not really it. So like, we'll my see. kid is perfect. My kid is perfect. I mean, yeah, truly. And my kid, who is Tala and, like, Chan and... Yeah. And my Olivia and Lizzie. I'm so happy to see my kids in the school and play. Nick. Everybody like, else's kids, shut the fuck up. I don't care. I, like, truly. I'm not here to see other people's kids. Yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, yeah, we are effectively the disappointed parents of a school play, chain smoking in the back. Um, and you're not allowed to smoke in there anymore. No, but we're going to do it anyway, because who's going to stop us, Phil Clemmer? Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, we'll be, we're, we're just as e- eager and excited and ready as you are for the show to be good, hopefully next episode. And uh, we'll complain more about John when we get to it, because otherwise, we're going to be a broken record for the next four episodes. 
So, uh, look forward to that, and look forward to us setting up this fucking Patreon after FlameCon. Okay, we'll right, see you we'll soon. We'll talk to you next week, listeners. Uh, bye. Good luck.